want to acknowledge our Christmas tree donated to us this year by Ralph Alfaro uh, Jr. Uh, he's not here, but let's, let's thank Ralph for that. He feels he was mentored by one Richard Chavez, my Uncle Dickie, he says, and every year he tells me, what time can I bring the Christmas tree in? I think uh, legend has it that one year um, after my uncle uh, passed away, we had a uh, artificial tree. I don't know if we want to call it a replica tree, a plastic tree. And Ralph came up to me and said, what happened? What's, you know, so since that point on, he has made it a point to give this as a gift to the church in honor of the legacy of the church for us to enjoy. We really appreciate that. Keep Ralph in prayer. This is their first Christmas they're going through without his, his, his dad. And, and like us, like we feel that. He feels that even more so as a son. And, and I just ask that you'd keep them in prayer. And I want to thank Sister Joni for uh, decorating our tree for us and our stage. Oh, there you are there. Um, so I think for the heads up, to remind me to wear some purple here. So purple is the color of this theme of this year. We're thankful for that. We're not quite finished, I don't think. So, um, so something falls or things like that. We're just we're in the process still of doing that. But that's the fun of Christmas. You know, this has been something for centuries uh, that has been taking place. This whole thing called Advent for centuries. Christians all over the world have celebrated this arrival, this this appearing, this this anticipation of the Messiah coming, and it's marked now for us with these things to help remind us that Jesus uh, is coming. And there was a time that uh, they thought that in, in the midst of those centuries that there was no voice of God and there was this longing of wanting to hear and, and to sense and to know that the promise was going to be fulfilled. The peace of the coming Christ uh, would reach uh, the world. So Advent, in a sense, reminds us of our past but it also reminds us of our present, that God is with us today, Emmanuel. But I don't know about you, but I am grateful that Advent reminds me of the future. As special as all this stuff is, and it is a beautiful time to walk into churches and drive around streets. It's a beautiful time. I am so thankful that Advent reminds me of my future with Jesus Christ. In addition, we have a book that we've encouraged you to read, if I can find my book called The Christmas Code. I don't know how many of you received this last week, but it's, it's, it goes aligns with every day in the month of December up to Christmas. And I wanted to read a, the introduction because I was, I was just, uh, how would I say, impressed. So it comes with the verse. It's a little short reading. There's a verse, then there's a, there's a, a devotion, and then there's a code word. That's why they call it The Christmas Code. And Sat Friday's title was Roots. A Christmas gift. And it reads, there, was, there is no one like you. You are unique. No one has a fingerprint like yours, a DNA that exactly matches yours. Roots are important, and not just to plants. Your DNA shows what proclivities you may have regarding disease, intellect, temperament, so much more. And there are 47 names listed in Matthew chapter 1. Most unpronounceable, he writes. Some are great, some are not so great. 
from paupers to princes, shepherds to slaves, kings to harlots, spanning 21 centuries of human experience. The list ends in a stable on a starlit night with one name that is above every other name, Jesus. The family tree, he writes, of our Lord does not end with his ancestors because his descendants, you and I, have been born again into his forever family. Isn't that amazing? Well, I encourage you to pick up a copy if we have any left and join with me and uh, we'll be reminded of these code words. Friday was roots, yesterday was the code word, word was grief, and today the code word is book. You are part of the book that contains a family tree of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I think it's important uh, to be mindful that be concerned about this season, but also be concerned about your life. Are you in that lineage? Are you in the book? Roots, a Christmas gift, the gift of Christmas. That's our theme in the church uh, this coming uh, Christmas season, and we started off uh, introducing the theme with, uh, with hope. Pastor Mike shared about hope, past, present, and future, and we're challenged to place our hope in him in trials of life, in challenging situations, in chaos of circumstances. Hope helps us live this life to know that Christ will fulfill the longing of our hearts. Advent is a season for rediscovering the coming of our Savior, for gaining even greater understanding of the meaning of life. And that's what we come to unwrap today, the gift of Christmas, the gift of love. I don't know about you, but it's kind of cool to see kids open up, get gifts, and see children not only open those, look at gifts, but wow, but you want to rip up everything, and then when you get to the thing, right, then they want to play, right? And I don't know if you've like me, and I learned some lessons, I need to read the box that says, if it says batteries included, we need to have batteries around. I have failed so many times, right? When I wrapped the thing, I was so excited, they opened it up, and they wanted to play with it and there was no batteries. Or, for you, I remember one time, uh, probably the, the worst words I can read at Christmas time is assembly required. So one time on a Christmas Eve, I had the great idea of putting together a swing set from midnight to three in the morning in the dark. I didn't see that said assembly required, and they give you a length of time sometimes because I wanted to see the child come out and go, whoa, and they're going to want to play. Well, that's how we should be with this whole Advent season. Whoa, it's love. And can we play around and, and kind of put our hands on this thing called love, the gift of Christmas? Well, society has this whole version of Christmas and, and, and songs, and, and, and uh, there's some songs that are kind of associated with this concept called love. Maybe you know them, right? When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm, but if you really hold me tight, all the way home, I'll be warm. That's from the song called, what? Let it snow. It says, please, another song says, please have snow and mistletoe and presents under the tree because, what? I'll be home for Christmas. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you married? And we'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Winter Wonderland. We've got some modern Christmas songs. It says, all I want for Christmas is 
I'm not quite sure what kind of love they're talking about in those songs. I've heard this other song kind of reminds me of what's love got to do with it. What's love but a second-hand emotion? What's love got to do, got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? What's love got to do with it? Well, this love, a gift of, is not just a second-hand emotion. This love is the gift of God to his church. Love has been part of God's story from the beginning. From the moment of creation, God's love was part of the story of our world. It's God's story, really, love in action. This is the love story that's been written for all of us. The story of the truth, faithful, unending, sacrificial love. God's love in sending Jesus is the one love that changes everything. That is not a second-hand emotion. Our context today is found in the gospel according to John. The gospel is John, I shared before, is often referred to as the gospel of gospels. In fact, some people recommend that, that you read that as the first book when you become a believer. The other gospels begin in Bethlehem. But John begins with roots. In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John begins with roots. What the evangelist says of Christ proves and demonstrates that he is God. He asserts his existence, his beginning, his coexistence with the Father. The Word was with God. While the other Gospels perhaps are purely narrative, John, the Gospel writer, seeks to give a reason for us to fix our attention, to understand the consequences, and to make application to our life. In fact, John chapter 3, in this context, it begins with verse 1, where there was a man of a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night, Nick at night. And he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? The gospel provides answers to the biggest questions of life. The gospel is a, is, a, is a philosophy book, is a philosophical orientation for us on what life is really all about. The gospel. Nicodemus was like a student coming to his professor at night. He was afraid. He was embarrassed to ask the question perhaps in front of all the other classrooms. But he had a serious concern about his life. What is life all about? Jesus answered in verse 5. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Life, real life, the meaning of life, comes through Jesus by the Spirit. Oftentimes we see water in this gospel that John uses, often refers to as God's Spirit. And that conjunction and, water and, really also means a literal translation to be born of water. Even the Spirit of God. 
That's how we are born again. So Jesus gives a reason to Nicodemus. His existence. Who am I? Why do I exist? What's the meaning of life? What's my worldview? He began in his mother's womb. But now this new beginning begins with Jesus and is dependent on Jesus. He needs to begin to be born again to experience the kingdom of God. The new birth that comes only through God's spirit cannot be compared to a physical birth because God's relationship with his followers, with his believers, with his children is a spiritual matter. That is the gift of love. So I want you to join with me as we unwrap this gift of love. John chapter 3, right after this this discussion about Nicodemus and what is the meaning of life, John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus is a gift of love. Jesus is a gift of love. And teaching Nicodemus about life in the womb and life in the spirit, Jesus points to his purpose in making new life possible. For God so loved the world that he gave. The passage comes upon the heels of this, this discussion with Nicodemus about the meaning of life, and in this instance, a conversation about love. Jesus is a gift of love from God. Love gives. And really, that's the theme of the whole Bible, God giving to us. That is love. God's love in sending Jesus is the one love that changes it all. It's not a secondary emotion. This was the ultimate gift. This was the act of sacrifice, holy, complete, infinite love. The message of this verse is the core of what we all believe. God loved the world. Love gives. But love also has value. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That is value. His one and only. That is value. Not only did God give, but Jesus gave himself. That is value. This is not cheap stuff. This is not secondary stuff. This is love that is valued. God did not have to provide love for you or for me. But he did. He loved us so much he gave us his best. For when he gave, he gave his best. The gift of love is also the gift for whoever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, that whoever or whosoever believes, the gift is for whoever. Isn't that amazing? We can go to Whoville and say, whoever believes, that's who the gift is for. Whoever. That means the gift is for us. Whoever begins in the womb. And that means whoever can be saved. Whoever has trouble figuring things out. Whoever has failures and flaws. Whoever falls short of the kingdom of God. Whoever is sitting right here today. Whoever believes receives the gift of God. 
That's the gift of God, whoever believes and whoever believes. The gift is for believers. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. To believe. What is believe? Well, one writer said believe includes three main elements. It's number one, a faith and confidence that Jesus is God's son and the only savior. Faith, confidence. Number two, belief is an act of surrender. No longer trying to figure it out on myself, but surrendering my life to the Lord. And belief is trust and assurance that Jesus is able and willing to save us and bring us to eternal life. Belief continues to show trust in all circumstances. Belief is the gift of love. So no matter what challenges you might face, or pain you have today, or emptiness you might be experiencing in this season, God's love is for us. And God's response is to open up his arms of this perfect love that goes beyond our own understanding. The gift of Jesus is love. The gift is for whoever, and the gift is for a long time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. It's the gift that never ends. Love. When we accept that gift, when we believe in Jesus, we are given life, salvation, eternal life. Eternal life is God's gift to those who accept the gift of love. Eternal is a glorious opportunity to live forever with God. Eternal includes this life and the life to come. Eternal allows us to live spiritually beyond earthly things. It's a long, long time. I don't know about you, but eternal life helps me to live this life. Because no matter what happens in this life, I have eternal life. Not only is eternal life for the long haul, eternal life brings us quality of life. Eternal is more than simply living forever. It's the quality of existence, one writer says, that begins even in this life. You are, you matter, you are quality. Your existence is quality because you have eternal life. That's all made possible from the gift of love. Eternal life is really a present reality. And I'm not quite sure if it's because I'm beyond 50 now and I'm on this side of this physical life perhaps, but eternal life means a whole lot to me. I don't know if because I'm part of a church and, and part of a family of believers and we, we graduate people every semester and at the end of every year, but eternal life means a whole lot to me. I don't know if because loved ones pass on and finish or, or people who I admire and respect and model my life after have completed this life that I, I, I fall and realize how important and special eternal life is. Don't underestimate the gift of eternal life. Don't wait till a tragedy happens for you to appreciate the gift 
of eternal life. Don't wait for an accident to take place to appreciate the gift of eternal life. Appreciate the gift of eternal life right now. Because if I have eternal life right now, then I can do my best to live in this life. That was kind of a theme for the gospel writer John. Chapter 5, verse 24 says, Truly, truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. John writes again in chapter 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Eternal life. Apostle Paul picks it up in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus is the gift of love. Jesus is for whosoever. And Jesus brings the gift of eternal life. So wherever you are, I want to encourage you today, in this Advent season, with the gift of love. Let this season of Advent be one of accepting the love that Jesus has for you. May that be a light to your life today. Perhaps there's darkness, but the gift of love brightens our day. One person I heard said that we we enter in love and we exit with truth. Jesus entered in love, but he exited with truth, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Think about this love. Paul writes about that in Romans chapter 8. He says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gifts of of Christmas includes the gift of love. In this season of Advent, we can unwrap this gift of God's love for us and use it right now. Batteries are included. No assembly required. Unwrap it and use the gift right now. I love Ephesians, and Paul writes to the church in his kind of benediction comments. He says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's the gift of God to us. That's the gift of Christmas. Love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
Paul completes Ephesians chapter 3 and he says, Now unto him who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever and ever. And the church said, Amen. The gift of Christmas. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are thankful, blessed, humbled, broken because of your love for us. Thank you, God, for the gift of love. Our heart could be broken in this life, but our heart will never be broken by your love for us. Our heart endures so many things because of false love and fake love and different love. Yet your love is true, it's genuine, it's valuable, it's tangible. I am who I am because of your love. Today, Lord, there may be people seated in front of me who have been reminded or been informed that even though they may feel unlovable, you love them. God, there may be someone seated in front of me who feels they have failed or fallen short or am not good enough. But your love has been given to us in this season. Pray, Lord, that we are part of the whosoever that can open up this gift of love and receive that. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you have never received Jesus Christ, the gift of love to you, it's a life changer. I'd love to pray with you today. Just right where you're at, would you raise your hand high in the air and say, pray for me. Pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ. I want to receive love. God's love to me in the form of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you today. We praise your name, Lord. New life, born again, is taking place. Regeneration, renovation is taking place, Lord. As we embrace the gift of Christmas, love. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you stand with us? Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the cross, Bearing all my sin and shame in love you.
invite our